Hello, and welcome to the Benevolent Disruptor. It's a podcast about disruption. Disruption to your organization as you seek higher levels of agility, but benevolence where you see kindness as being critical to your change process. In the podcast, we'll talk about getting a agile system to perform whilst reconnecting your people to purpose. Hello and welcome to this episode, everybody. Today in the Benevolent Disruptor, I'm going to talk about some questions that an executive or a sponsor of an agile change program, some questions that they should ask before they say, yes, let's change the way we work. I'm going to focus on some questions that will, I suppose, provoke the right conversations before the change program mobilizes, (laughs) rather than waiting until things get difficult and starting to ask these questions. So I'm going to break today's, today's episode into why. Like, why? Why Agile? What's the purpose of this, this consideration of a move to Agile? I'm going to talk about where. Like, where does it make sense for us to be doing this? I'm going to talk about who. Like, who needs to be involved in the change and what does it mean for the people? And then I'm going to talk about, well, what, and, and not what's going to change, but what is the disruption and the cost of us doing this? Interestingly, I'm not going to really talk to, I'm not, I don't think the question about, well, how does agile work is very useful. Not at the start. It doesn't really matter how agile is going to work when you're thinking about a a transformation of your way of working. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that as we go through this series of questions. Onwards, let's talk. Okay, so let's start with why. Like I'm an executive, I'm sitting there and someone comes to me and they say, okay, it's time for us to make a move and transform our organization to adopt a different way to work based on agile. So that, so the, usually an executive is sitting there and going, okay, I know there's some other organizations in our industry or, or if they're a government business entity, they're seeing other government business entities doing things to change the way they fulfill their organizational purpose. But the why, there needs to be a compelling why. And it's usually something to do with what the organization exists to achieve. So my my answer to, if someone asks me, why are we transforming? the the uh, My preferred answer is because if we don't, we won't be able to execute our strategy and we won't be able to fulfill the purpose that this organization serves. Now, if that's a for-profit, fine. In other words, we're not going to be competitive and, and, and get return on the funds we have if we don't change what we do. Uh, sorry, if we don't change how we do what we do. So for for-profit organizations, it's quite a simple proposition of, well, we need to make more money or save some money. Uh, through changing the way we do things, serve our customers better, get more customers, beat our competition, learn faster than our competition. All of these are really great reasons for 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 profit organizations, companies, enterprises to change the way they work, to modernize the way they work. But there's also agile agile transformations apply equally to government 
government business entities, not for profits. And in fact, I do a lot of consulting in both government business entities and and not for profits. And I, I really enjoy the work there because if someone asks an executive there about why they need to change to agile, it's a much, I suppose, deeper response. It's, well, we're... Say, for example, an organization is about uh, saving lives in some way, shape or form, life-saving Victoria or, 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 a, or an organization that benefits uh, a, a minority or marginalized group in society with, say, mental health or something, something of that nature. Connecting why we need to change to that purpose is, is such a strong proposition you know, so if we're saving lives or helping people out in society by, and, and we're doing that better by changing the way we work and then connecting the program of change and the work that's being delivered using agile ways to that organizational purpose, it's some of the most powerful transformation energy that you can tap into. And, and obviously, if you're a for-profit with a strong purpose, the same applies. Connecting what you do through purpose and saying, well, Agile is a way to accelerate our ability to deliver that value for those that we serve. So it should be, in my opinion, connected to the organizational purpose, a change to, to, an, ad, to an Agile way to work. But purpose, connecting to purpose and, and a deeper why also also applies to the workforce, whether they're a volunteer workforce or a paid workforce, whether they're contractors or employees, talent is talent. And Agile as a way to work has a very strong uh, case to say, well, the employee workforce experience is going to be much, much better. You're going to attract and retain people you know, much more easily if you start to consider modern ways of working and Agile is, is in that. So, so I think getting really super clear on why uh, is, is not only very motivating, and, but it makes good business sense. And it will then be able to, you can track it with metrics and measures. So if you're, if you, if you're changing the way you work to attract talent, you can build metrics around that. If you're, if you're transforming to an agile way of working to engage your workforce, you can measure that. Uh, in previous episodes, I've, I've talked about being very careful when, when going on an agile program to, to not get too focused on cost out, but you will get productivity gains. But changing for the sake of reducing costs is, is not a good idea, not a good why. <laughs> so, so there's, there's some, some thinking. If someone's asking you as a sponsor or an executive to change the way you work and the organization works, um, I would prompt them to have a really, really good response, clear response on the why, the case for change. So the, the second point I want to talk about now is, is where, where, where do we need to change? And quite often I get, uh, I get asked about Agile and, well, we don't need Agile across everywhere in the organization. And if you're talking about a process framework, that, that's, that's a pretty reasonable statement. 
But if you think about agile as a way of thinking uh, and being, in other words, how can we how can we learn faster? How can we deliver things sooner? How can we respond to change more easily? That's got nothing to do with the processes of agile. It's, it's a way of thinking. So where do you need to learn fast in your organization? Where do you need to make changes constantly in your organization? That, that They're the places you need to, I would recommend, consider thinking about different ways of working. So that's why digital is such a such a strong candidate for Agile because it's where we need to introduce change most frequently. But there'll be parts of the organization where you won't be looking to introduce change so much. And, you know, the the, the level of churn in, in processes and the change you have to introduce is, is slower. Whereas sometimes uh, in the digital space, you're changing things every day. So... The wear of Agile, if someone's coming to you and saying, we need to change the way we work, I, I, would, I would respectfully ask of them, well, wait a minute, is Agile useful here? Do we need to change what we do? And do we need to learn really fast? Do we need to have high levels of complexity in this area of the business to, to reinvent it or transform it with Agile? Um, and of course, there'll be degrees to this. So some parts of the business will... Will, will be crying out for a change in the way of working and some not so much. And then it's just a matter of prioritizing where you need it first to get the most benefit. So that, that, that helps us then consider who needs to change. And if you're uh, working in an executive role or sponsoring an agile change program, the question of who needs to change, I'd like you to consider this you probably need to change first. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if if you're sponsoring uh, as an executive and unwilling to change your behavior, it makes it very difficult then for others to, to model what that change. So, so who needs to change? Well, a, a recent example of this for me was uh, I was brought in to help deal with some assurance um, to make sure that um, a group of agile teams was delivering the right benefits for the organization. As it turned out, the problem wasn't so much with the teams, it was in how the business cases and the money were was released from at the leadership level because they had not changed the way they had worked to think with more agility and therefore it made it very difficult for the Agile program to deliver its benefit. So when you're considering who needs to change, please, please as a, an executive or a sponsor, think, think about the top to bottom what needs to change, not, not down with the workforce only. Um, so hopefully that's useful. But I want to finish off here by talking a little bit around the cost of changing and the disruption associated with it, with, with changing or transforming to Agile. Because if you have a really, really strong why we need to change, you can think of that as the benefits almost. So if it's an equation, it's the, 
it's the numerator. It's on the top of the equation. So why we're changing is because all of this value is going to be realized. The denominator or the bottom of the equation is the cost of change. So, so if you're an executive or a sponsor, that's essentially your job is to weigh up the numerator, the value and, 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 the, and the benefits of changing to Agile, and then calculate and have an understanding or an estimation of the cost of the change. So let's unpack this a little bit. What is the cost? And there's, 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 a, there's a couple of things I want you to consider if, you're, if you are the person considering agreeing to transforming or, or initiating a change program towards adopting Agile. So the cost, the cost is not just some consultants, some education, possibly some coaching support. That, that's a very explicit cost. The biggest challenge I have faced consistently over the years as, as a person who's been brought in to enable an agile transformation program, the biggest barrier I've found is a lack of willingness for the business or the organization's operations to be disrupted. In other words, to improve the way of working, you need to introduce change, which is a little disruptive. And that has a price, a price in terms of not operating at your optimal efficiency for a period of time. Uh, it will be create some noise in the workforce and some disruption, maybe even some disruption to your customers, maybe. But if we're not prepared to pay the cost of disruption and we just want to buy in help to enable us to change, but we're unwilling to slow down just a little bit to speed up a lot, and, and you know we're going to get stuck. We're gonna we're gonna reach an impasse where you might hire twenty consultants to drive change into the business, only to find that the business is too busy to change. And this is what I have had the most trouble with in most of my consulting when I'm trying to help or, or enable organisations to introduce a different way to work, a, a lack of willingness to pay the price of disruption. And it's really disappointing because often they'll spend millions of dollars hiring dozens of people to enable the change, but they will not create what's called some slack, some space to change in their operational environment. And ultimately, this leads to large amount of funds being wasted and energy and effort. And it just leaves people a bit cynical because nothing really changes because there's been, it's not being safe. It's not safe for people to stop and slow down and learn to adopt and try something new. So there's there's some things I would encourage people, sponsors, and executives to ask, to interrogate before agreeing to moving forward with an agile change program. Why are we changing? Where in the organisation does it make sense? Who needs to be involved? Not just the people doing the work, but the executives and middle management, and then an understanding of what the cost is to change in terms of not just explicit expenditure on new people and training, but the price of disruption. Are we prepared to pay the price of disruption? 
I want to finish this episode just with a few minutes on the how we change. And I've left it last because it, uh, it it's the least important. There are frameworks. Oh my goodness, there are so many confusing frameworks and language. And in a previous episode, I talked about gobbledygook, the agile gobbledygook or, or confusing language. So how is your least at the stage when you're considering a change to agile? How how you do it is the least important, which might sound crazy. But I suppose there's a couple of things to consider here. One, you can do a big bang. You can spill the organization, reset the whole org structure. It's been done around the world globally. There's been a few organizations that have done it that way. Um, Is it recommended? Does it happen a lot? No, not usually. It only usually happens if the organization is in crisis, a career, uh, sorry, an organization threatening critical problem is forcing them to make radical and large, swift change. Most organizations who are who are working towards adopting Agile do so in a test and learn experimental uh, way using small areas in the organization where they run front runner or pilots, pilot teams. But my one guidance on this, my, my one core critical <laughs> pothole that I want you to not step in is implementing a pilot or a small front runner agile experiment with some people in the organization without rearranging them in terms of their reporting lines, roles and responsibilities. To try and implement a different way of working onto an old structure, I can pretty much put my hand on my heart and I'm doing it now, putting my hand on my heart and I'm saying to you, implementing a different way to work without implementing a different structure of how people are organized in my experience, I, it does not work. So if you have 20 people and you leave them in their old, old roles and you say, we're going to implement an agile way to work on top of your structure, even if you say they're in different teams, but you don't restructure their reporting lines and give them new authorities and responsibilities, if you do not do that, my experience is they revert back to where their line management and reporting lines are and the agile system doesn't even have a chance to be successful. And it's really sad. It is really sad because the people want to do it right, but they're drawn back into the old structures and old ways of working. So that's my only real tip is to start small, but a small little mini restructure that safely experiments with new ways of working, but also new new structures of arranging people around value delivery. So that's all I've got for today. My name is Niall McShane. I am the founder and director of sourceagility.com.au where you can go to learn more about what I do and what we do. Thanks for listening. 